Hey guys, and welcome back to the official podcast of Develop Yarman, Develop Yarman Unplugged. And today is episode 19, and we're going to be talking about gratitude. So, first of all, if you're watching us live, you can see we're now finally back at the office. Um, thank you very much for all the loving, nurturing, uh, regenerative, supportive messages during the last few weeks. Um, if you haven't been following uh, with the last few episodes, basically we were um, in our kind of second office uh, where my grandfather was living until he passed away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and a week ago? No, no, a couple, a couple of weeks ago. Of weeks ago. Oh. Um, yeah, so, so about a couple of weeks ago. So um, the last few episodes have been influenced uh, by the passing of my grandfather and uh, um, yeah, the process of taking care of him during his last uh, uh, few days and, and weeks. Um, so yeah, we've basically been out of time. So now we're back uh, at the office and uh, we thought the topic of gratitude would be a very fitting topic yeah. because... We are very, very grateful for all the support we've had, all the kind messages, all the um, suggestions, all the uh, acts of, uh, of support. You know, it, it really, we wouldn't have been able to go through this process, at, not, at least not as well as we did without all the support. Yeah. Uh, we really uh, were able to help my grandfather uh, live his life till the very end the way he desired um, following his instructions his requests and we couldn't have done that without the support of many people and uh, yeah during the process of you know dealing with his passing um, we got a lot of a lot of support a lot yeah. of messages and and uh, so we want to express gratitude gratitude to to everyone who's who's kind of been with us along the journey uh, whether physical or, or remote and, and, and whether with messages or with actions. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and uh, we, we want to talk today about how gratitude can be used to, to enrich your life, to, to, to heal um, deteriorated relationships, to sometimes heal traumas, to sometimes change how we view events from the past because sometimes we can reflect back and, and, and have a not-so-positive view of oh, that relationship or that period or that experience. And while certainly we've all gone through difficult periods, many times if we focus on what can I be grateful from in terms of those experiences, many times we can find things that have made us become stronger or meet someone or choose more self-respect or, you know, sometimes even from our, our difficult periods, there's opportunities for growth. And and obviously in Develop Yelman, we talk a lot about this concept that without failure, without rejection, without uncomfortable periods, we don't really level up. We don't really innovate. We don't uh, step out of our comfort zone. So, uh, But sometimes it can be a bit challenging to, to really find the positive in, in difficult situations. So, so with gratitude, really, what can I be grateful for uh, from this situation that I'm not happy with? Oh, okay, I became stronger. I, I met this person, or I chose uh, more self-respect in this moment. And, and really, there's a lot of, of good things that sometimes can com uh, come out of, of not so uh, positive experiences. And also, when it comes to gratitude, we also want to talk a little bit about how different contexts, different personalities, 
results in different ways of expressing gratitude. And sometimes we have people in our lives that are grateful that don't know how to express it in a way that we understand and we maybe don't know how to receive it. And sometimes we are grateful, but we don't know how to communicate it to the other person because their context and their personality means that they would prefer a different way of, of expressing gratitude. So we also want to talk about how to express and receive gratitude with different types of people uh, so that there really is more of a general sensation of we appreciate each other, we support each other, we're there for each other. So yeah, let's get started. So this episode, my mother and sister are here, and uh, yeah, I think we all have a lot to say on this topic. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. do you wanna, uh, does anyone want to start with something? Well, for me, it's one of my favorite tools, my favorite topics, uh, because it really changes your day if, mm. you're ch if you choose to be in gratitude. And talking about my father, my father was a person that every single day he was grateful for something. Oh, my earring just filled up. <laughs> uh, and it was amazing the way he enjoyed his life yeah. and the little... Uh, uh, treasures during the day he would find yeah. the beautiful landscape the company the silence whatever it was yeah no it's exactly as my mom is saying it's really he was this kind of person that his gratitude was infectious you know you'd go swimming with him in the pool and he'd say look at this view isn't it beautiful isn't this the most beautiful place on earth and he would start telling stories about things in his life he would start singing songs from his childhood and you know it is infectious when you're with a person that is really grateful for what they have in life and is grateful for the people around them it cheers you up it makes you feel good being around them yeah well in some cases it might make you angry at the beginning oh if you're not used to it or if you're feeling insecure, or if you're feeling that life is unfair, or you know, you're kind of mad at life and mad at the world, then yeah, it can piss you off when you see someone so grateful because there's that jealousy and envy that kicks in, yeah. but then you try and cover it up with other things like, oh, they're too happy, they're annoying, they're this, they're that. Well, there are obviously people that, obviously everyone has different brain chemistries and different experiences, different contexts, and there are people that obviously have a more pessimistic yeah. uh, nature. Uh, and um, yes, sometimes with people who have a more pessimistic nature, when you express gratitude or when you express happiness, it can be hard to do it in a way that they can understand, that yeah. they can really appreciate because their brain will instantly go into a, oh, that's not real gratitude. They're just saying it because they want something or they're just saying it because uh, nothing in life is free or uh, uh, they're not really being realistic or really seeing the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of kind of negative narratives can kick in. But, but my experience is even with those people, yeah. if you do express gratitude to them in a very direct but very non-autopilot mode, what yeah, do I mean I by this? Like if you really can point out something yeah. very specific in yeah. their behavior, in their actions, that they haven't really acknowledged, mm -hmm. that they haven't really noticed, and you really can point it out and explain why there's value in that. Because mm -hmm. one of the things we talk a lot about in developed development is 
we're very good at criticizing ourselves and devaluing ourselves, but and we are our own worst critics, and, and we have kind of this uh, question that we ask a lot. It's like, what is easy for you that's hard for someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and many times we're good at devaluing ourselves in those. Uh, but really pointing out and explaining, this thing you did contributed so much to this situation, and no one else in the family or no one else in the team or no one else around could have done what you did in that moment. And without you, this situation would have been way worse. So acknowledge that. And, and really more of a, I'm, instead of a, I'm grateful for you, is you should be grateful for yourself and celebrate your achievement. Mm-hmm. When we talk about gratitude, we have to also understand gratitude of self yeah. is very important. Yeah. Gratitude uh, of one's own actions is very important. And if you're going to express gratitude for someone else, if you can help that person have gratitude for themselves, yeah. then your gratitude for that person is going to be way more powerful than if you express gratitude for something that that person is going to instantly make less in their mind and they're going to be like, no, no, it was nothing. It was nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, that, like we're very good at diminishing our actions and, and, and devaluing ourselves. Uh, and our contributions. I mean, we exactly. often don't see our contribution, especially when we are feeling down, when we are drained or insecure. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So it's it's very very important that we challenge ourselves to look at in ourselves where we dev- devaluing ourselves and not receiving gratitude, not receiving compliments, and really instantly going to a negative uh, narrative. And where are we failing to help other people see their value, see why? There is real gratitude and not just a obligatory thank you. Um, I think in society we're so used to obligatory thank yous that yeah. the word thank you in and of itself has lost a bit of its power. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think gratitude is is way more than just thank you. Gratitude is how a person responds to the actions of another person. Yeah, how do they receive? How do they... Um, sometimes return the favor but how d- or how do they express happiness and, and and gratitude with with their general demeanor i think yeah i think a lot of it can be influenced by the narrative we have about a situation because if we're looking at a situation very constructively and going oh look wow okay this kind of sucked but it led to this positive thing or hey this actually helped me in this way or you know i for example i once had a job that uh it was a bit of a slave contract that I couldn't legally get out of uh, and where my boss c- A little bit of context. <laughs> in Japan, labor laws in some areas are a little sketchy. Yeah. They're a very, very advanced country in a lot of things, but labor laws and contracts and uh, clauses in the contract to leave a job and things like that really can be very sketchy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she no, literally had a job where sh- there was no clause in the contract for her to leave. Yeah. Is, that's exactly what was going on. I did. There was no clause explaining under which circumstances I could leave, yeah. which by default means I can only leave if my boss agrees. So I was in this situation. It was really, really, really stressful. It was really difficult. I was going to lawyers. I was trying to build a case. I couldn't build a case legally. And all of that really sucked. But now that I'm living my life as I am right now, there are two things that I'm really grateful for about that situation. One of them, I learned a lot. Because... I was in the job that I was in. My boss was investing a lot in training me, in teaching me a lot of life skills that I use now and that help me every day now. But also, one of the things that 
kind of wasn't so fun in the moment, but that ended up being a really great thing for me is that my boss was really uh, driven by his emotions and he would go back and forth between being super happy and super upset. When he was happy, it was all beautiful speeches about how wonderful we all are and how we're going to change the world and we're going to change lives and really, really inspiring. And then one little thing could make him get really, really angry and start humiliating people publicly and uh, it would get very uncomfortable very fast. But what I was able to do is I was able to use that to my advantage in the sense that, okay, if he doesn't want me to leave and that's why I can't leave, I need to make him want me to leave. So I started being bad at my job. I started not answering phone calls. I started not answering emails. I started not being around until within like three, four days, he got so upset that he fired me. So this is the kind of situation where, okay, yeah, the job itself sucked in a lot of ways and it was very stressful being in that situation but i developed so many skills through that i started seeing myself in a different way through that i started expressing myself in a different way through that like even my friends and the people in my life and my partner at the time they would look at me and they would say you've changed but in a really good way i feel more connected with you i feel more uh that you're being more vulnerable because i learned how to express myself no i still now like I obviously didn't get the training she went through in that job in Japan. And today, when it comes to a lot of skills, when it's public speaking, appearances, being on TV, being on radio, um, when it comes to uh, filming, when it comes to body language, posture, there's a lot of things that, like, I wish I had had the training that (laughs) she got in Japan. Because when she films, it's like, one take, boom, boom, boom. When I have to film... Yeah, it can be a fun time that requires <laughs> a lot of patience from the directors and people behind the scene and in the editing room. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and and that's the thing. Like, you can take a situation like that and probably something good has come out of it. Even really, really difficult situations, maybe the good thing that came out of it is you went, hey, I've been s- fucking up in the same way over and over and I'm done with it. Or I've been getting into shitty relationships over and over and I'm done with it. I've been doing this thing with my life that really sucks, but now I'm done with it, you know? No, and it was a long time. I don't know how long it was that job, it but it was... like forever. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It was more than a year, I suppose. Yeah. Because it took us... We went to all kind of lawyers. We tried all kind of uh, ways of getting out, even of the country. Uh, it yeah. was so incredible. The stress we went through uh, yeah. every single day, every single moment, yeah. it was awful. But also having gratitude to, during those moments, finding the least bad things to be grateful about would allow itself to get through that day. Yeah, and... And here's the thing, if you can start giving yourself credit for the good things in your life and have gratitude for yourself, your confidence levels are going to change. Because superficial confidence is, oh, look, I have this thing. Uh, Oh, look how wonderful I am without substance. But when you have true gratitude, it's knowing, hey, I can handle things even if they go wrong. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, maybe you know already, but it's in has suffered from depression and anxiety. So imagine any normal person going through a job like that where really you have a boss that is changing dramatically, where he's 
you cannot plan things ever because he will change plan. anything that I needed to do for my personal life I would have to get permission from him and it could take months before I got permission so a lot of opportunities were lost and a lot of things that I wanted to do personally I couldn't do yeah she was really waiting for the uh, call when she works every single day it was it's a, very a, a natural little bit of Japan. context to, to add a little bit of context <laughs> that there are certain jobs and certain roles where you have a public image mm -hmm. where uh, if you have like an agency that you work for they will provide certain guidelines and certain rules for what you can do and what you can't do mm -hmm. what can you be seen doing what can you not be seen doing uh, and uh, when you live in countries like Japan uh, you have maybe even more challenges uh, choosing for yourself. But even, even in the U.S., I mean, uh, there are certain, like, actors and actresses and uh, uh, models and different things. When they, when they work in, in certain... Like, YouTubers are a very good example. YouTubers, th th there are actually networks and, and agencies that kind of stimulate and support YouTubers. And they basically sometimes... Tell them what to say, when to say it, how to dress. Yeah. And, and when you are in a situation <coughs> where you work for an agency and you have to find the balance between this is my own identity and this is kind of the identity and the, uh, the, the purpose and the mission of the, the, the company or whatever, it can be very challenging because you end up feeling like you don't have a voice. You end up feeling yeah. like you are not control, uh, in control of your own life. And you feel like you're robbed of of a lot of things, and you are really being robbed of a lot yeah. of things. Uh, so yeah, just wanted to add that kind yeah, of context. Yeah. So you're a public persona, and you have no private life. Yeah, uh, I think basically. a lot of people don't really realize how there are people who maybe they look up to, uh, who really are being controlled and limited a lot. Yeah. Uh, Even where you shop. Where, yeah, where, you, no, shop, where, where you go, yeah. who you're seen in public with. Uh, you want a haircut all of a sudden. You have to send pictures and check uh, to get permission. So, yeah, it was really, really difficult for me because I am a very independent person and I do like feeling that I'm thinking for myself, that I'm acting for myself, that I'm growing constantly. And there were so many things that were being limited by that situation. But the whole point of this is... Being able to have gratitude, okay, maybe he was not a great boss and maybe it was not a great job in many ways, but the training that I got was amazing mm, yeah. and the personal growth that I underwent was absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah. And knowing that even in an impossible situation, I was able to find what was possible to make it work. Those are the kinds of things that if you can give yourself credit for that, if you can be grateful for yourself for that your whole life changes because then you're not living afraid of messing up, afraid of what's going to go wrong, no. afraid of this or that not working out. You realize, okay, maybe it's not going to work out, but is it worth it to me to take the risk? Yes or no? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because you know you're going to handle it. I'm just going to give a little disclaimer. I'm still recovering from my cold <laughs> from last week's episode. Yeah. So if you hear me cough or if you hear my stuffy nose, I apologize. I've just been told by Steve behind uh, the... Uh, yeah, the cameras uh, that that I coughed into the microphone and stuff. So I apologize for that. Um, and yeah, my nose is very stuffy. So um, yeah, uh, the, the this kind of um, story that Itzel is is sharing uh, is very very important because 
we've all gone through some very traumatizing, very difficult periods. We've all had some very, very shitty jobs and uh, relationships and uh, sometimes experienced abuse and uh, uh, like uh, really rejection and failure and frustration and a lot of very annoying things, a, ver a lot of very difficult things that sometimes affect us for life. Um, and obviously, there are many different contexts and many different situations, but I, I think something very valuable uh, of this narrative is, wow, look back at this period that in the moment it felt like the mm -hmm. most frustrating, difficult, like I felt powerless in this moment. But now, today, all what I learned from that, and, and I can say the same with, with many of my early relationships, they were terrible. I, I, I was a, an abuse magnet in, in for a period where I, I would really choose abusive relationships and that my, my first relationships are very, very toxic. <coughs> but from that, I learned a lot of self-respect. I learned mm -hmm. a lot of uh, communication, a lot of uh, ways of, you know, you can be kind without uh, being uh, so submissive and so, like, with a total lack of self-respect. Like, you, you can kind of set certain boundaries and... and, and set certain rules and like I'm not gonna tolerate this and uh, without being like uh, a dick about it just being like that doesn't work for me and uh, by looking back at some of your relationships you might also even discover that people that you've considered abusive might not have been intentionally abusive they may have experienced uh, just having a totally different personality being very drained in that moment uh, very, very lost in that moment, and then the worst side of them came out. And that's mm -hmm. not to justify their actions, but it's to understand that, oh, they didn't mean to necessarily do what they did. Sometimes, yes, but uh, I mean, if we look at bullies, most bullies come from homes with uh, abusive parents, or with uh, violence in the home, or with drama in the home. Uh, most uh, abusive uh, in, in relationships. A lot of people, they s if they grow up in a home where they've been spanked a lot or, 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 or hurt a lot, they may learn that violence is a way to deal with disagreements. Mm -hmm. um, and having a little bit of empathy and gratitude for them trying to be better, even if they sometimes failed, can also be positive because uh, there are people that I've met in their low point that with some personal development, with some self-reflection, with some personal growth have transformed totally. And obviously we are in the space of personal development. So we have to obviously believe that people can, can get better. You should never get into a relationship with the desire to change someone mm -hmm. because <laughs> obviously people have their personalities and their contexts and if they don't have the desire to change and the desire to grow, you can never force that. Yeah. But I will say, if you help them regenerate, if you help them uh, with their insecurities, if you help them develop more emotional intelligence, I mean, a lot of things can improve. And I have definitely had relationships and friendships that have had a lot of things that if I were too, I'm gonna say the word sensitive, it's not the right word. Um, I might have pushed those people away and they have actually contributed a lot by me being patient and empathetic and having grateful gratitude for their desire to be better, their desire to grow. And behaviors don't 
you, you cannot change behaviors overnight. Yeah. So there are people who come from certain environments and when they try to level up and get into a new environment that might be healthier, they might re like rebound, they might mm -hmm. uh, return to their old ways, they may make mistakes. I mean, I know a lot of people who have had this strong desire to grow and then had people in their environment or past environment be like, oh, you think you're better than us. Oh, you've lost track of where you come from. Oh, and then drag them down and then they make mistakes and then they mess up and sometimes have very big fuck ups. And it's not that you really don't stop being, like you shouldn't stop being grateful. Like you sh y y yeah, you shouldn't stop being grateful for them when they make mistakes, keep the gratitude and stay, like keep supporting them if you feel that their desires in the right place, if they generally contribute a lot of good to you, like just no one's like, don't judge a person completely based on their moments of making mistakes. We all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. but do uh, look at the warning signs. Sometimes they you say they want help. Sometimes yeah. they will say they are changing just to hook you back. Yes. Yeah. So keep a distance and always know who they are at the moment. Don't label them, yeah. but be aware what they are capable of when they are trained. Yeah. Because, and I have to say, for me, what changed the whole thing was being grateful for myself. When you level you up with gratefulness for yourself, you can detect faster when somebody is not really grateful because yeah. some are very good at saying the words, even crying and showing and saying right. the perfect yeah. things without having the feeling. But if you are grateful for yourself, you know how gratitude really feels, then they cannot lie no, to you. I, 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 I think a good way to clarify, just to add a little bit of clarification to what I was saying, and then mm -hmm. you can probably fill in a bit. It's what I'm referring to is the, the challenge we face in developed development and the mission we have at developed development is never to be one size fits all. Mm -hmm. So there are people who burn bridges very quickly and are too uh, sensitive to small little mess ups, to small little offenses and small little things and they will instantly get offended and will be like, no, I can no longer be your friend. And that person maybe contributed more good and yes, they may have had a low moment and then maybe you judge them too much for that. Mm -hmm. But there are also the other people who like, are overly empathetic and overly forgiving. I've been maybe in that camp a lot because <laughs> I see the best in people and I think everyone can yeah. really be or do whatever they want to. Uh, and uh, yeah, I understand exactly why they do everything they do. So every abuse I've experienced, I've known exactly what led them to feel and act and think and instinctively do that. So. That's why for many years I had a lot of abusive relationships and I felt like, oh, I am so emotionally intelligent that I can deal with that. I can put up with that. And I took that too far. So obviously, it's n don't go try the extreme. Don't burn bridges prematurely and don't justify uh, too many negative actions. I think as a whole, uh, my, my kind of stance is two very simple things. One is this person truly grateful for me or are they just using me or just saying that they're grateful um, uh, to kind of hook me? Um, and 
I look at their actions. I look at their behaviors. I look at are they constantly feeling like a victim? Are they constantly uh, feeling pessimistic about everything? Or do my contributions to that person actually make a difference? Um, and uh, then on the flip side, um, what was I saying? I got some indications behind the scene that I was making noise with my hands. Um, so basically, uh, yeah. Where was I going with that? You were kind of looking at the two sides of things. Uh, sometimes we go too easy on people. Sometimes we're too tough on people. Yeah, I, 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 you have to start seeing what works for you. Yeah. Nobody else can tell you. Yeah. And there's a limit that you should learn. Okay, once I pass this, I, I start losing myself. And I think yeah. the secret is not mm -hmm. to lose yourself in a relationship yeah. or for somebody or something else. Yeah. No, and... and it also shouldn't be an extreme effort to not lose yourself. Uh, and I want to add that because, you know, I've done a lot of personal development that does focus on, okay, what is your perspective? How are you processing things? How are you experiencing things? And uh, there's a lot of focus on yourself, but I use that to be very permissive with other people and to forgive other people too much sometimes. And I think the key is that, you know, it's not just you have to not lose yourself is that it shouldn't be an extremely hard effort every single day yeah. with that person to not lose yourself. Oh. If it's an effort in certain moments, that's fine. I think people, humans are humans. We have moments where we're not all at our best, but if every time you're with that person, it's that, 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 that actually the thing I wanted to say, the second mm -hmm. thing I was, I was saying, like there are two guidelines I have. And the second one that, that I have is one is how much gratitude do they have? And the other thing is uh, that person, when I'm with them, uh, th when I'm collaborating with them or spending time with them, do they contribute more good or more bad? Yeah. Um, like, do I get more regenerated with them or do I get more drained with them? Mm -hmm. And obviously there are going to be people that are going through a period of maybe they lost their job, maybe they are going through a breakup, maybe they're going through something that's making them insecure, make them drained, mm -hmm. and during those periods we need to be more patient with people. Mm -hmm. But as a whole, if, if there's someone we've known for a longer period of time and we've seen them during the good and the bad, we have to look at, as a whole, you know, what's the, what's the general feeling with this person? Mm -hmm. is, it, is it mostly good or is it mostly bad? Yeah. And that's where we, we, we can take a step, okay, and everyone decides to decides their own limits. Yeah. Like, for me, it's not 50-50. For me, it's not like, is it more or less than 50% of the time? For me, I have a higher tolerance than many people because of my context. I'm an earthly individual. If you don't know what that means, it's the personality type that's most empathetic and a very uh, middle point in terms of their energy level. So they're very flexible and very agile. So for me... I can really get along with almost any type of person and really see the best in any type of person. So for me personally, I choose to have a higher tolerance than some other people. But my level of tolerance doesn't need to be your level of tolerance or your yeah. level of tolerance. We all choose our levels because we all have different levels of patience or yeah. desire or interest. For me, a passion project is personal development, yeah. is helping people. Uh, so that also increases my tolerance level because I want to help people get from maybe their dark periods to their kind of light periods, right? Yeah. Um, but what I've learned is along the way to have more self-respect in the process. Mm -hmm. um, and that starts with a lot of gratitude for you. Mm -hmm. To start choosing every day to find for, things for, for me, to celebrate what a, you a, are. A, a big thing, talking about gratitude, for me, I, I made one very simple rule for myself. 
help the people that have most gratitude and are more interested in actually changing and demonstrate it. Because I used to stress myself helping people who really said they wanted to change, but really were addicted to feeling like a victim, mm-hmm. were addicted to feeling like the world was against them and that nothing would ever make them feel better. And I learned in the period that it would take me to help one of those people, I could help 20, 30, 100 or, or, or more people yeah. that were ready, that were like choosing to level up. Mm-hmm. And you cannot force someone to level up. Like it, It's such a draining process to try to help someone level up if they don't want to yeah but if someone is ready to level up it's so easy to help them along the way to give them that little boost to give them that little support to to give them that emotional support or 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 financial or 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 like whatever it is like physical like just being there for them like just giving them that little boost in that moment fantastic uh so so when it comes to gratitude if you surround yourself with mostly people who have a lot of gratitude for you, you're going to feel much higher self-worth. Like, for example, when we spend time with certain family members, with certain lifelong friends that we know have a more negative, pessimistic demeanor, we, when we spend time with them, we end up feeling less powerful, less capable. Uh, like in the words of developed development, my fire gets drained when I've spent time with some people and suddenly I feel like a failure because there are some people that are so good at making making you question everything that you're doing. Like for mm-hmm. example, like I recently had a, a lovely conversation with a very drained uncle of mine who spent <laughs> hours telling me how everything uh, that I do is wrong and how I'm useless and that's not great, the feeling that you have when you go through those, yeah. those uh, moments. And I realized this years ago and i make a made a conscious choice i'm gonna spend maybe a little less time with that uncle and maybe a little bit more time with those people who actually make me feel powerful and have more cheerleaders in my life Mm -hmm. and not just cheerleaders that give you false sense of ability because there's nothing worse than someone who gives you a false sense of ability because then you go out in the world and like i'll I'll illustrate you uh, this to you have you ever watched american idol (laughs) or uh, X Factor or any of those talent shows, America's Got Talent or whatever, and you've seen an individual who has absolutely no talent, absolutely no capacity for singing or playing an instrument, but they have a parent who's making them f- feel like they are the best thing ever at what they do and they don't need to practice more or they don't need to really become self-aware and they create a, a, a like a really strong disconnect and a really l- a strong lack of self-awareness. And and that's not what you want. You want yeah. people who tell you the truth, that tell you critically, Absolutely. no, this is not good. This, I mean, this might not be the path for you. You may not be the next, uh, <coughs> you might not be the next Beyonce. Like, <laughs> And it's not to kill people's dreams. It's just there are some people that if they pursue a certain path, with a f- with a lack of self awareness, they're gonna be constantly disillusioned. Yeah. yeah. So it's I'm not saying go for only cheerleaders. Find a balance between people who are cheerleaders and people who are uh, sometimes critical of you, but lovingly so. Like here at the office, we have a good balance of people who are like very good at being like 
super positive about everything that, that I do, for example. And then I have some people on the team that are very good at being very critical of everything <laughs> that I do. And, and, and I kind of find a middle point to really, okay, I'm self-aware. This is an area of weakness for me. This is an area that I have to develop, that I have to learn, that I maybe need to ask for help with. But this area, okay, this area I need to maybe double down on and things like that. So, so I, I think I, I just need to add something based on all of what you're saying. I think one of the things we need to understand about true gratitude is that it's not that blind gratitude of, I'm not going to look at the actual situation. If you're f feeling gratitude, but it's dependent on not seeing the situation, then you're telling yourself uh, a lovely fairy tale, but that might not be based on the truth. Uh, but if you're grateful, even though you are aware of the not so good things or because you're not because you're aware of all the not so good things, that's a much different gratitude. Like when you can look at it and go, okay, yeah, this kind of sucks. And yeah, this is str uh, stressful. And yeah, I'm feeling maybe like I'm taking two steps back in this situation. But if you're at the same time able to see, but I'm taking steps forward in this situation. Or, but this won't last forever. But I'm actually learning a lot from this. Or, but I'm getting this stressful thing over with so that I can be happier in the future so that I can build a better future that's a very different sense of gratitude that's one that's not is not dependent on every day being sunny no. it's like okay it's pouring down but that's fine yeah, I, I, I would like to say something I mean when you are in the public eye people will have opinions about yourself and people will betray you well even if you're not in the public eye people will say bad things about you they will criticize you, they will be mean, uh, they will try to steal your ideas, etc. When I meet those people, I go immediately to gratitude because before I would not see them. At least now I have the eyes and I can see when somebody is not being, uh, sincere with me, when somebody is using me, when somebody is uh, whatever. So my first, first thing, as soon as, instead of trying to get hooked, in the story, oh, poor me, nobody loves me, or, oh, this person is so mean, blah, 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 and getting engaged into the argument and the provocation, because many times they try to provoke you. If you are shining a lot and they feel they cannot shine, they will provoke you into getting into competition with them or something, so you pay attention to them instead of doing what you're doing so my objective every day every night is not getting hooked with anything not getting hooked on the positive or the negative and the first thing I try to do as soon as I notice that I'm falling into the trap of getting hooked is gratitude oh thank you for showing me who you are thank you mm -hmm. wow now I can see it Thank you, Berenice, because you're willing to see it now. Mm -hmm. Thank you because I have the tools. Thank you because I have gratitude for this. And as soon as I go into finding things to be grateful about, I got unhooked. Yeah. I got unhooked. And the more gratitude I give to myself, the more I value, as you say, the little steps sometimes, because mm -hmm. sometimes they are tiny. But I, oh, now I can see it. A year ago, I couldn't see it. Or oh, two weeks ago, I couldn't see it. Now I can see it. Wow. You start recognizing and celebrating your little achievements and just not getting hooked with them, at least for an hour, you know. Uh, wow, 
this is amazing and it has happened to us that sometimes we've been with people that are really not very kind and they have the upper hand in many respects for yeah. some reason and what we do is we recharge our batteries we really get regenerated and go with the idea we are going to find ways to be in gratitude yeah. for them and us, us and not get hooked on and it has been amazing i mean seriously if we cannot go into details but what mm -hmm. we have using the tools of um, um uh, conflict resolution and gratitude has really helped us a lot a lot a lot uh in the recent weeks uh in the recent years you know not to get hooked where we used to be in automatic yeah. we will get hooked by people yeah no and, and that's the thing like if you start developing gratitude for yourself you're going to get less hooked in these situations because you have that sense of self-confidence and that sense of self-worth where you know that your entire life doesn't depend on other people's actions and i think that's one of the traps we can fall into is really believing that we don't have control over our own lives and our own situations. Yeah. So the good things that happen is thanks to other people. The bad things that happen because of other people, you know, everything's because of something external. But when you start having gratitude for yourself, you're able to see, oh, even that good thing that was thanks to another person, I allowed it to happen by saying this, by doing yeah. this, by receiving it, by allowing it, by not rejecting it. Uh, I think one of the things that I've had a lot of conversations with friends about when we're talking about relationships, you know, worries about relationship, is it going to go bad, is it going to go good, things like that. You know, I say a lot of my worst relationships are the ones that have really taught me a lot about who I am, yeah. what I want in a relationship, what I need in a relationship. And the best relationships, even though they're n I'm not still in those relationships, I'm also super grateful because it's not, oh, this wonderful person showed up in my life and I lost them. It's, oh, this wonderful person showed up in my life. I allowed them into my life. I experienced that relationship and I upped my self-worth. And I started realizing what I want and what I need in my life. Uh, and and your self-worth goes up because you realize, oh, I can achieve a relationship of that style, of that yeah. level of quality, of that. Uh, and also, when you leave a relationship that is not working you, mm -hmm. wow, I was strong enough to leave it. Yeah. Because how many people stay in a relationship that doesn't work for them? Yeah. Just because they are scared of yeah. Because whatever. emotional dependency or, or fear of not being able to find anyone better. And yeah. Or scared of how the other person will react. Scared of the other person yeah. getting uh, upset uh. and lashing out. Like, There's so many fears that can trap us in relationships where exactly like if you have that core level of gratitude for yourself, you know you're going to survive it even if it sucks. <laughs> you you want to know a fun uh, uh, fact? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, let me see if I can find it here quickly. He did a a, a song about two weeks ago. Uh, it's called "I Want to Thank Me," and and he, it starts out with him being like doing a, a an acceptance speech, uh, for like for an award or something like that. Mm -hmm. And and he was like, "I want to thank me for working every day and not giving up and always growing and blah blah blah." And really talking about his personal development journey. And and he has a song where he really. Is the the song is about thanking himself and having gratitude for himself, and and celebrating everything that he did and all the choices he made to continuously grow and and to honor where he came from, but also where he's going, right? Mm -hmm. and, and 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 I saw that like, and I was like, 
that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. And sure, I'm sure some people will look at that and be like, ooh, what an arrogant prick. But like, with my context, I looked at that. I was like, mad respect. No, mad respect. And I can tell you, I've always been very good at creating magic in my life. I, I've lived in amazing places, done amazing things out of nowhere. And I had a period where I l lost it. I really lost my magic. And I lost myself. And I had no clue what to do. No clue. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, a lot of people gave me the secret. It was the fashionable thing, you mm -hmm. know. And a lot of people gave it to me, and I was not ready for it. So I lost it, and I lost it. I got the book. I lost But I, I, at one point, I realized I'm so lost. I cannot get out of this. I do need help. And because everybody talked about that uh, movie and that book, I got it. And I remember watching the, uh, the video and Yannick passing, he was a young boy at the time. And he was, mom, we know all that. And I said to him, and we can do it better. And I said to him, no, baby, believe it or not, I, I lost it. Let me watch it because I, I'm, I lost something. I don't know what it is, but I lost something. Yeah. And he would pass and say, mom, this is ridiculous. We could be teaching this better. This is wrong. This is not the way to do I it. I may or may not have had periods of my life where I may have been a little bit arrogant. <laughs> no, no, but you knew it because you were very no, connected. Uh, 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 like you could not understand what, what I was going through. I mean, I I here's the thing. Uh, m my mother obviously has been a very constant cheerleader in my life and, and uh, constant support, right? And and generally an optimist, and and in the yes, family, my uh, my yeah. mother and I have been known as the uh, fatal optimists, mm -hmm. and and my father and my sister have always thought we are maybe sometimes unrealistically optimistic at times. <laughs> uh, but uh, we are good uh, at it. So uh, we we've always had kind of that base. But yes, there was a period where my mother was going through maybe a not so nice period emotionally. Uh, and yeah, she started doing a lot of personal development stuff. But let me just say, finish my story, and then <laughs> you finish yours. Sure. What I got out of it was I had forgotten to be in gratitude. Yeah. What really, it's a long, long video, yeah. and there were a lot of tips, and there were other tips that I got, and uh, they uh, were very helpful. But what I realized immediately is that I had forgotten to be in gratitude. Yeah. Because I, as we mentioned, my father lives in gratitude. He, he naturally, yeah. all the time, found wonderful things to say about people. The person that sweeps the floor outside, everybody. He treated everybody like a person, gave them advice, talked with them. And he always had something wonderful to say about people mm -hmm. and things. And... I lost it. I lost it. And it was not that I became ungrateful. It's just that I forgot every day to look for some things to be grateful about other people and about myself. And that's why I love talking about this uh, subject because it was within hours yeah. of me. Uh, when I started, I could not think. My life, I, I could not think of anything I could be grateful. And I lived in a house. I had food on my plate. I had a lot of things I could be grateful for, but I had lost it. I really had lost the ability to be grateful. And doing an exercise where every day I, I had to find three things. Now it sounds ridiculous because three things I can find in an hour. But 
at the time it was so difficult and being faithful to me and to the exercise of yeah. going every day to find something to be grateful for changed my life yeah. changed my life yeah. and brought me back to myself and brought me back my self-respect and my respect for other people because as you say sometimes you are into this so drained and the insecurities yeah. kicking that you build relationships that are not feeding each other but they are draining each other yeah. and by me changing i was able to change a lot of things around me and i was like seriously the only thing i had to do is be grateful i had forgotten yeah. so i just want to point that out and you want to continue? I just wanted to add a little bit of, of like when this story that, 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 that my mom is sharing. It's a very, very important story. Uh, and it connects a little bit to what we were saying in the beginning. You know, if, if you know a person through a longer period and then they go through a period where they kind of lose themselves, you have to be more patient and more supportive with them. Yeah. And what I want to add to that now with my mom's story is sometimes we define such a very strong, solid image of who a person is. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes a little bit harder to empathize and sympathize and, and understand and put yourself in their, their shoes. So for example, when my mother went through that period, I didn't understand it. When yeah. she started doing more personal development, I was like, you could be teaching this stuff. Like you shouldn't be, like, why are you doing this? I didn't really understand yeah. what was wrong because she had always been so optimistic and such a go-getter. And obviously now with more maturity and now being an adult and now obviously having studied a lot of psychology and also done a lot of self-reflection, I understand that sometimes the people that come across as most confident sometimes inside are the least. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes people that are very uh, depressed can actually to the outside world be very entertaining and, and very positive <coughs> look at robin williams uh I, I believe he he committed suicide from depression but really uh, to the world he gave so much joy right yeah. uh so uh what i also wanted to just add to what you're saying is in that moment i was arrogant because i was like younger i was a, a teenager and uh I also was not as empathetic. I was like, why are you going through this? It makes no sense. Mm -hmm. You could be teaching this because obviously by being my mother, she had taught me a lot of these skill sets, a lot of these yeah. things that these movies were teaching her uh, about positive thinking. It was during the period where law of attraction and all that was very, very in, 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 in like very f famous and, and, and uh, like the super exciting and, and uh, on tv you would see the secret everyone on things like that and i just looked at that and i was like isn't <laughs> this how we live every day yeah. naturally <laughs> just <laughs> thinking positively because that's the the feeling i had mm -hmm. no and and a lot of i want to add something to a lot of people they're good at putting out into the world what they wish they had in themselves exactly. so you know this pattern of okay how come there's so many people who are depressed who are extremely cheerful and that are jokesters and that lighten up the mood and how come there's so many people that don't have a lot of confidence but that you know percent as if they have a lot of it a lot of us because we don't have that feeling inside and we suffer with that feeling ourselves 
we want to a not make other people feel the way we feel and yeah. b try to make people feel the way we wish we could feel yeah. and in this case i knew it i knew it but i forgot it along the way mm -hmm. i mean i had taught it to the children i had taught it to a lot of people and that was Janice's frustration i mean you teach this to everybody but i forgot it mm -hmm. i was not using it on myself so there's no point of having a lot of tools if you don't use them yeah. a lot of knowledge if you don't use it and i forgot it and I want to add something. What ha has happened to me since then, uh, it, this was many years ago, I have reached a level of success, of gratitude, of wonderfulness every day in my life, but I still have my own insecurities, my yes. own moments. Yes. And now the problem is, that itself has to, to wake <laughs> me up sometimes, is... Be grateful for everything that presents because now so many good things present that I'm worried that so many good things are happening. And <laughs> no, she'll she'll literally come into my room in the mornings while I'm like still half asleep, and she'll come and she's like, "I'm not doing well today. I'm not feeling well today. I need to talk to you. I have this situation," and she starts explaining the situation, and it's wonderful. It's like everything she's wanted, everything she's been asking for. Really, really wonderful situation. But then I had this situation, and. She starts explaining. It's really, really wonderful. And I just start laughing and laughing. She's suffering. She doesn't know why I'm laughing. I start laughing. I'm like, Mom, you're complaining to me because you have two good things. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know you can have them both. You don't have to choose one the, or the other. The, this is <laughs> a very common thing. Uh, I, I, I was actually talking with someone yesterday about this. Uh, people who have experienced loss, great loss, uh, whether they've had to move, whether they've lost a lot of money, whether they've lost some very important friendships or relationships, people who have mm, suddenly gone from feeling that they're on top of the world to really feeling that they're on the bottom. People who have experienced that sensation of losing everything, they can generate a fear of good being thing. happy again yeah. and good things happening yeah. again. Yeah. Um, this person that I, uh, I was talking to yesterday, in her context, she had literally lost, she got sick, a lot of people in her, like she lost her job, she lost her, her, her friends, she lost uh, relationships, a lot of things went downhill. And then, as of late, she has started becoming much happier and gotten many opportunities. And there's this general fear of being happy again. And yeah. because it, that n with that knowledge of it can be taken away. And a little bit of context here with, with my mother, um, when we moved away from Canada, a lot of bad things happened and we lost a lot of money. And we went from living basically in a mansion and having three cars uh, to basically not being able to afford a taco on the street in Mexico. We really went from, from riches to rags. Like uh, our clothes were literally broken and we would have to buy them in street markets. And like it really went, like there was a big contrast. Yeah. And uh, well, my mother was dying. Uh, and and, and uh, we made a lot of sacrifices because we had family members that were, were in very rough shape. My grandmother in particular was dying of cancer. And a lot of sacrifices were made. A lot of mistakes and mismanagement of money w were made. A lot of just very unlucky things. I mean, when we were s trying to sell the house, the, it, that was on a beautiful lake. The lake was man-made and they were reconstructing the dam. So instead of having a beautiful lake in the backyard, we had what looked like a swampy wasteland, wasteland. Mm -hmm. and yeah. it was like very hard to sell uh, a home with that view when you really the asset of that home is the beautiful lake right yeah. so we, we we had that experience and we really 
went from being on on, on top and we there were so many things that were lost obviously my parents even, uh, divorced shortly after that so there were many things that relationships friendships money everything suddenly was d falling apart so now where we are now process of of really growth of self-exploration finding ourselves again mm -hmm. uh developing new relationships developing new financial uh like standards and things like that there obviously is more fear now because when you haven't had a big loss you can be a little bit more overly confident or sometimes yeah. reckless <laughs> but when you've had a big loss there is that sense of like i don't want to get excited or i can't have this because if i have this uh, this is going to be lost and yeah. i've seen that a lot so what one thing that that talking about gratitude that be grateful for the fact that you have the strength to get up again yeah mm -hmm. this strength to put yourself out there again yeah. the strength to choose i am gonna get back up in level because yes we talk a lot about leveling up but sometimes you level down in life and have the gratitude with your strength and perseverance to choose okay i lost it all i'm gonna rebuild it and some of the people that i most respect in life are people that i know that have gone through that period that doesn't mean that if you haven't gone through that period you should do it <laughs> no, no, stay, never. <laughs> stay on your course <laughs> yeah, if you're going no. on a good one but the, i have mad respect for people who have been able to build something great and lose it all and have the courage and the patience to build it again yeah. and build it better with a better foundation. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we all go through losses and some of them choose a different path. For a long time, I choose something different and I still could learn. I still could develop. So don't go through this. Uh, you don't need to. You don't need this life story before and after because before my before and after, I was successful and I could talk about these things and nobody asks anything. Yeah, sometimes I, I just want to put into slightly different words what you're saying. Sometimes a sense of imposter syndrome was kicking where, you know, we feel like, oh, I can't talk about this if I haven't experienced it or I ha yeah. can't help out with this if I haven't experienced it. So we'll put ourselves sometimes subconsciously, sometimes right on that border between conscious and subconscious, we'll put ourselves into negative situations, yeah. thinking that we need them in order to be valid, in order to uh, be an authority or something, in order to uh, be able to and help someone with And something. I did it. I mean, we were doing no, that very <laughs> well. And just because we didn't have the story, we looked for our stories. Uh, and I mean, we there were a lot of choices we did that we shouldn't have done if we had not been looking for that story of success, <laughs> I think we could have avoided a few. So that's why I'm telling you, don't do it. It's not necessary. And, and, and that's where we go back to this having gratitude for yourself. Because if you've had the really rough situation, but you're, you, the fact that you're listening to this podcast means you're still trying to do something to yeah. get better. Whatever point in your life you're at, whether you feel it's good, whether you feel it's bad, you're right now making a conscious effort to improve something in your life, to learn something, to grow. So, okay, find gratitude in that. If you have that core, like it's really creating a foundation for yourself, for your identity, that makes it easier to not lose yourself in difficult situations. If you know you can get through it, if you know you've handled it, if you know you've survived before, even though you really don't want to have to do it again, yeah. 
even though you're tired, even though you're frustrated, if you know you've done it before and you know that eventually you'll do it again, it changes everything. Yeah. It really changes everything. I'll take everything. one day at a time or one hour at a time. Yeah. Uh, since my father's uh, passing, I realized that a lot of my life had been uh, about him. About him. Uh, and seriously, the first days and still there are moments now that I will go into panic. What do I do with my life now when he's not around? How do I define every decision I make without him? And yeah. I have had to go through this in the last, I've been told, is two weeks, <laughs> uh, one day at a time, and sometimes uh -huh. a moment at a time. And I'm going doing very well, and suddenly there's a wave of sadness or emotion that comes, and I just ride with the wave, and I go back into the gratitude. Yeah. back into the songs because he yeah. liked to sing and and go up go up again and don't let that define me don't let that define me yeah. and seriously you can get through anything if you add gratitude to your life i've seen it with myself with my life at the lowest moments uh and now at the highest moments too where i have to find a new way of being in gratitude as it says about all these wonderful possibilities that show into my life that i can oh wow look just just instead of worrying oh look this is happening this is happening i have these new possibilities yeah. gratitude for that gratitude yeah. for the friendships i have developed with my children that they can wake me up and say mom look what is going on no <laughs> and because when you're used to getting worried and the worry disappears, you transfer to something else. And I realized that now that my father is not here and we don't have the constant worry of how is he doing, is he eating, is he not, whatever, I got so addicted to the worry that I'm transferring it to silly little things sometimes. You yeah, know? It, it, you know, something can happen with our emotions where we feel a certain emotion for such a long period of time that it almost becomes a habit to feel it that emotion. It is a habit, yeah. So, you know, you've got it on autopilot. You already know that the same was yesterday and the same was the day before and the same as the day before, you're going to feel this way. And that means that even if situations have changed, if you're not really looking and going, oh, situations have changed, I should update my emotions, yeah. you start projecting those emotions no, into the new situation. Your brain chemistry obviously is also affected by mm -hmm. a lot of, environmental things right yeah. so when you've had an environment that helps you kind of generate a certain brain chemistry it can take a little time to, to kind break. of break that yeah. that mold or break that uh, uh, break out of that uh, situation mm -hmm. uh, and it takes time it's one yeah. day at a time but uh, uh, let me use it uh, okay before you change, you're sure. going to change subject? I'm going to change the direction of the conversation. Yes, okay. So, um, I used to be in a lot of pain many, many years ago. I used to be in extreme pain most of my life. I, w I don't remember at the in my childhood I didn't have pain. And my early adulthood years, if you can say that, uh, I was in pain. And I remember the first times I was completely pain-free waking up and thinking there's something very wrong there's something very wrong and there's something was so wrong 
And it took me days to find out. Oh, it's because I don't have pain. And seriously, <laughs> but the, my uh, when you said something about the brain, I remember my brain thinking, and it has allowed me with a lot of my clients to be aware of that. And when they go, there's something wrong. Could it be that you have less problems? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, this, that's it. No, or that, that you don't yeah. have pain. So be aware of that. Thank you for saying that because that should be a warning sign sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. When something starts going well, sometimes we think it's wrong because we are not used to it. So yeah. continue, yeah. sorry. Uh, so now, obviously, right now, we've been talking a lot about self-gratitude um, and also having gratitude for difficult periods and difficult moments. What I want to go now is is a little bit more into the conversation of how do you deal with uh, expressing gratitude mm. and receiving gratitude with different types of personalities and different contexts. Yeah. I was talking with Nata, one of the guys on the team yesterday, and he's more introverted, so he's less expressive, right? And uh, <coughs> he was saying that his family during his his uh, teenage and early 20s or whatever, when he was studying, he stayed with different uncles and family members uh, here in the city because his mm, parents did live kind of out in the countryside, but the schools and things and opportunities were in the city. and. Uh, when he left those homes of those uncles and family members, he felt that he was expressing gratitude by not being a burden, because he felt like a burden for them. However, when he left and no longer really came back seeking them out a lot, what they ended up feeling was a sense of abandonment. Mm -hmm. But really what he was communicating is, look, you helped me get to a point where now I can stand on my own two feet and I'm grateful for that, and so I'm gonna lift the burden. I'm gonna <laughs> remove my burden. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna remove you from the burden of having to take care of me. Yeah. And uh, he thought his gratitude was implied, but what they felt was very different. And yeah. when we have different contexts and different personalities and different cultures and different things, different ways of looking at a situation, which we all tend to do. Uh, Sometimes gratitude can be lost in translation. Sometimes yeah. we thought it was implied. There are certain people, more introverted people, their, their gratitude is going to be more implied than expressed because they have a really hard time expressing it verbally. Yeah. Then it's saying thank you is really can be an, they can, it's very yeah. hard. It's, it's no, too vulnerable for them. Uh, like it's, it, they have to get too vulnerable to do it. And they have to sometimes really analyze Am I do I really feel gratitude, or am I doing this because of I feel like I have to? And if so, then it's not genuine. But is it genuine? <laughs> well, I think it's genuine. But what am I truly grateful for? And and they can also go in circles in the head, choosing their wording yeah. and and choosing yeah. what to focus on. And so introverts sometimes fail to communicate it. And and sometimes what we talk about here is sometimes. Their way of d showing gratitude and, and affection and love is just being there for you. Yeah. And sometimes even criticizing you and critiquing you and guiding oh, yeah. you. And yeah. uh, because th they're taking the time th and they wouldn't take the time otherwise if they didn't care for you, right? Yeah. So there are so many things where gratitude can be lost in translation. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think just understanding 
introverts they're not going to express it with oh my goodness thank you so much you changed my <laughs> life and you mean the world to me whereas more ambiverted people probably will be like oh my goodness you've changed my life and thank you and they probably will be like i love you i love you thank you blah blah, blah to everybody and like and don't devalue that either because they do really feel it yeah they just have a much easier time expressing yeah. it so yeah so understand that Different people have different ways of expressing. Yeah. yeah, my father uh, was metallic, and a way of, uh, for him to show his love was to really find all the problems that were in your life and tell you how to fix them, yeah. uh, or point them in your face and put them in your face so you will see them. You know, yeah. and if he didn't feel it was clear enough, he would repeat it. Uh, <laughs> he could be very stubborn, <laughs> but that was the way he. Yeah, because uh, from his perspective, he was like, wow, this person is so amazing. I care so much about this person, but they have this problem. I want to help them with it. I don't even know if they've noticed they have a problem. So I'm going to point out to them, hey, look, you have this problem. Yeah. Don't you want to fix it? <laughs> I can help you fix it. I'll tell you how to fix it <laughs> so that you don't have to have this problem because I like you. I want you to not have this problem. Yeah. Uh, not in those words. But, yes. but exactly. And that's the thing where things get lost in translation because yeah. we're, we're intending certain things and we're assuming that the other person receives yeah. it. Uh, and how many of us we haven't had like parents like that that are introverted that maybe aren't the ones that say i love you every day maybe for years they don't i know my dad who's metallic i think it's really only in recent years that i've started hearing him say i love you in words luckily i did know how to read it in his actions luckily yeah. i didn't see how dedicated he was always thinking about us working really hard for yeah. us wanting to provide us a good life yeah. you know caring even if he didn't ask me directly how i was feeling I knew that he was always asking mom, like, okay, how's she doing? What's going on in her life? You know, he yeah, cared. Yeah. And people would tell me, oh, your dad, he brags about you so much. Yeah. He always says these wonderful things about you. So I was lucky enough to not feel like it was an issue. But for those who haven't had that positive feedback, maybe from other sources or maybe knowing how to read a person's love who is more introverted, it can really feel like, hey, are you seeing me? Are you paying attention to me? Do you really yeah. love me? And it can create a lot of doubt and insecurity. Yeah, and airy people, I mean, we both have air. Sometimes we give space by removing ourselves. Yeah, it's, I know many situations where out of gratitude for someone, I've left that relationship because I felt like, oh, I'm holding them back. Yeah. I want to release them. And sometimes it has paid off and I have been able to communicate it with the other person and they thank me later. But when I haven't communicated why I'm doing what I'm doing and I've just left, a lot of people have felt really abandoned. Yeah. No, I, I have uh, uh, some friends, they are a couple. Uh, they really wanted to create a lot of things with me and we were creating for a long time, but I could see that if I kept creating for them, they would not step up. And I really, really, really went completely out of the universe yeah. and I see them now growing and shining and traveling all over the world and making money and I'm so proud of them and I sometimes think maybe I should tell them that what you were what doing. I was doing but yeah. then I think well they're doing so well they don't need the explanation <laughs> you know but yes I mean be aware that some of us might do that too yeah. I'm also fire uh, so yeah. I also push 
and I push and I push and I can be very stubborn, mm -hmm. pushing and provoking for them to change their points of view, to change the, the way of doing. And then I'm earthly, where <laughs> I'm going to call them and call them and <laughs> say nice things and yeah. and no, uh, protect them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I want to do the flip side of when you're dealing with introverts. If you want to express gratitude to introverts, I think even though all of us can deflect uh, compliments due to insecurities, introverts will have a very logic-based way of doing it where they're like, if I don't believe your compliment or if I don't agree with your compliment, I won't accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I know I've done that a lot. You know, People will tell me, oh, you look so pretty. And I'm like, what, does, what value does that have? What's the point? Are you saying that just to be nice? Are you saying that to sell me something? You know, like I would really devalue it for so many reasons. But if someone gave me a really specific compliment where they said, look, you have been a great friend in this way and this way and this way. You've supported people in this way and this way and this way. That for me, like, wow, that would really touch home because they would explain to me, and that's something you brought up earlier, that I also would do that to compliment that my automatic way of mm -hmm. complimenting people is explaining to them, hey, this is the value that you've had in my life or in the world, or this is the ways in which you've done great things. And my problem has been with maybe more emotionally driven people who would receive that like, oh, so you only like me because I'm useful or you only like me because uh, you yeah. benefit. And I've been like, no, 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 wait, what, 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 what? And I had to <laughs> learn to, with some people, make it really about the emotions. I feel good when I'm around you. Thank yeah. you. I love you. I care about you. And that's how they receive love. So if you start looking at people that, you know, in our other videos, we talk about their personalities and details, how to read them, how to sort of identify people and how to speak to them. But even if you haven't seen that, if you just start looking at what are the things people talk about the most? Or what are the activities they engage in the most? What are the priorities in most situations? What are the words are, they use? What are the words they use? What are their instincts when they're under pressure? What are the instincts when they're happy? Start noticing certain patterns. If you can speak to them in that language, yeah. then it's so much easier for them to receive because it makes sense to them. Yeah. yeah no, I'm a queen of e evading sometimes. <laughs> e evade? Avoid, avoid, avoid. I deflect. Uh, I'm like in the matrix, you know, that I, I go one way and the other. And I was remembering now, uh, we had recently we cut our hair mm -hmm. and changed the color. And uh, a friend of ours came and and when I arrived to the place, oh, how beautiful you look. I love the haircut. You're wonderful. I really like it. It's so modern or something. And my first and my instinct was to say, and have you seen it, Sil? She has also. <laughs> and when I said it, I remember last time that he liked one of my haircuts, I did exactly the same. I went to, thank you, but look at it, Sil. Tell her something. And it was like, I've done that before. Yeah. I'm a very useful deflection in that situation because I'm always changing my hair. So it's always appropriate to see, have you seen her hair? <laughs> and because in that moment, I didn't want the attention. Yeah. I mean, I really in that in that moment I was feeling very low and I was just deflecting. Yeah. So so also notice those things. Uh, so don't take it personal when they don't receive it because in my in another day I might have felt beautiful, but in yeah. that moment I was not feeling uh, 
Ah, it was recently. Yeah, no, so when, when it comes to gratitude, and this goes back to what I was saying in, in the beginning, the best way to express gratitude for someone is basically helping that person have gratitude for themselves yeah. and be able to celebrate their achievements or their contributions uh, or their value or, or see it themselves. So you have to basically sell them on why you had that gratitude for them, mm-hmm. why that thing that they did, did was valuable because people are so good at devaluing themselves. So I, I think kind of in a nutshell, the best thing you can do is have gratitude for self, express gratitude f- to other people based on their context, based on their personality, um, and also try to do things that are a little bit more specific, especially with introverts. Um, with all types, it can be good. With certain types, you got to add more emotions uh, to not make them feel like exactly like my sister said there's some people like the aquatic types that they really need to feel that strong emotional deep connection uh so using words like i love you uh i i care for you uh things like that are really really important to mix in 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 your kind of gratitude expressions sometimes but really helping the other person see the value in what they do oh yeah Yeah. is the best skill you can develop to make them feel like people are grateful for them making them feel like they're making a difference making feel like like their presence and their contributions matter and at the end of the day gratitude is helping people improve their self-worth and you want to help improve your own self-worth but also help improve other people's self-worth. Yeah, and it's very beautiful because if you really learn to do that, it works two ways at least. First of all, you start recognizing their value. And secondly, people will love you more because they can see themselves through your eyes. So that will make you better in business, better parents, better friends better uh, uh, partners everything because you will change the focus into the positive but the realistic positive is not a crazy optimism no let's dream about something wonderful and then it will fall from the sky Mm -hmm. which actually two bundles of joy appear on our door yesterday so we normally recommend for you to take certain actions to make certain things happen in your life and not expect happiness Steve, to fall from the sky. Can you show but our ring and our little two bundles of joy that fell from the sky yesterday? <laughs> yesterday. Eh? They oh, they're sleeping. sleeping. Okay. We, we basically, what happened yesterday, just to give a little context, someone rang the bell, the doorbell. I opened up the door. There was no one. I looked down and there were two little kittens. In a box. And I was like, what happened here? (laughs) Did they get the wrong door? What's going on? Why are there kittens in front of my doorstep? And I just wrote in a group chat, Uh, help, what do I do? do?" (laughs) And then obviously we have some some people on the team that have been wanting cats for a long time. Long, long time, every day. Every day trying to convince me that we needed office cats. <laughs> well, we didn't even need to invest in office cats. They showed up at the door. And they're so they're cute. They're super cute. They're super they're cute. So e- cute. Even I, not always the biggest cat person, they're stunning. Yeah. So, so. No, <laughs> yeah. no and, and, and 
So once in a while, things like that will happen. And we're so, so happy. Uh, we're really, really grateful. Not just because we have cats now, which we really, really wanted. Uh, yes, a lot of gratitude for that too. But also realizing, hey, somebody was getting rid of these cats in a very irresponsible way. Very irresponsible. Uh, these are super young. They're one month old. They were separated two... Yeah, they <laughs> dropped them at a random person's store. Know, no, I said irresponsible. irresponsible. They dropped them at a random person, not knowing if they're home, not knowing if they're going to accept the cast, not knowing if they're going to treat the cast. Well, part of me hopes it's somebody who kind of knows us enough to feel like, oh, they're good people, they're going to take care of them. Uh, uh, but we don't know a lot of people in our building. No, so. we, we, we live in an apartment building, which makes it so much more strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We mm -hmm. would kind of maybe imagine that with a home and leaving it on the porch. But in an apartment building in the back and there door. Are, and there are many apartments that are empty at the yeah. moment. Many in this yeah. building. And we were in Acapulco some days ago. Uh, so how many days have we been here? We've been home for I mean, half a week, I think. I mean, we literally just came back. Yeah. So, so also the gratitude that these, these cats, cats actually were able through all of that to get to a loving yeah, home. Yeah, they, they, they were full of bugs. Uh, yeah, they um, have fleas, fleas that we're uh, going yeah. through a flea treatment, but the problem is they're too young to really get a proper flea treatment. Uh, because like it would be toxic to them? Like, are too toxic, so they got just a minute amount, and, and I'm going to bathe them now and help, like, and use a little brush and, and do different things to kind of do it more manually. But... Yeah. It uh, it's yeah. No, the odds of them. I don't know how many apartment. There are several towers here, uh, and we don't know any of our neighbors. Yeah. And there, are, I don't know how many towers. Four towers, yeah. each of them with four apartments in each tower, in each floor, arriving to our house or their house because it's we live in a different mm -hmm. apartment uh, here in the same complex. Uh, ringing the door when there was somebody ready to open and to adopt them. What a gratitude we have. Yeah. Uh, and after a big loss, like we really have lost somebody that really took a lot of our attention and our time. Getting these little bundles of joy and new hope. In this moment where we've been really not knowing how to even cope with, yeah. with the loss, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, you know. And also not having the tools to ask if it was really what we could deal with in this moment in our lives because even if a lot of people had been asking is it really what we want and having time to do that and the tools to okay are we going to do it or not and what is the commitment yeah the and also checking in with each other you know making sure that everyone was on the same page because before these cats appeared we had had a lot of discussions about cats every day it had been very polarized like there were people that really really wanted cats and people that really really didn't uh for certain specific reasons allergy allergies and also not you know certain insecurity because our life has been so unstable for so long that you know we didn't want to invest in a life that we couldn't take proper care of exactly but they show up at the right time they show up when we're able to take care of them and when we're ready emotionally to take care of them and so we're checking in with each other making sure that everyone is on the same page suddenly it's like yes this person agreed yeah this person's excited yeah this person's already talking about how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that 
and it really fell together mm. because we were able to be grateful for, th for the situations for ourselves for each other enough to communicate to plan this to be ready for this and that's what you want to see i mean sometimes don't go into the blind gratitude mm -hmm. uh, not really have your feet on the ground mm -hmm. i'm going to cough sorry <coughs> but have a realistic and getting that realistic sense of gratitude when you see the other person for what they are even with their mistakes mm -hmm. i mean recently uh, i had an experience where i i had a friend that suddenly we stopped talking and things like that happen in my life a lot because i know a lot of people so i didn't pay too much attention he was uh, traveling a lot creating a lot and people started telling me you know he's saying bad things about you and first i was like this is strange i mean we really we haven't had a fallout or a discussion or anything and i remember him. okay so eventually one day he contacts me we start talking again and i did ex say to him i mean i've been hearing that uh he responded whatever he responded and uh, recently i i'm very grateful his friendship really meant a lot for me he actually helped me start letting go of my father many years ago oh a year ago or something like that and when before he was uh, he got so sick uh just before i had a session with him and he helped me um start letting him go and so I contacted him and I went into gratitude, knowing that maybe he did or he didn't, but that was not the most important part. Mm -hmm. He had found gratitude for me and he had contacted me. I now find extra gratitude. And we had a beautiful moment together. And that's when you get out of the story, out mm -hmm. of your insecurities, out of whatever has gone on when yeah. you had a bad moment. And maybe he did say something wrong, or maybe he didn't and people misunderstood. It doesn't really matter because what he has provided in my life is so wonderful mm -hmm. that whether he did or not is not relevant. Yeah. I, I think there are a lot of things that we judge about people societally. Like yeah. it's agreed upon culturally that this is a bad thing to do. So we have to judge and frown upon this. Uh, and one of those things, if, if I go into a personal example, one of those things is lying. Like as a society, we think of lying as a bad thing. You're deceiving people. You're not being honest, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember I had a friend at one point who lied about everything. If the answer was yes, he would say no. If the answer was no, he would say yes. Anything you asked him, anything you, you were talking about, he lied about everything all the time. But he was an amazing friend. He was there for me. He listened to me. He cared about me. He, you know, I was going through a lot of changes in my life and I was in a vulnerable position. Including that job. And, <laughs> and he was able to, you know, talk to me and relate to me and point out the positive things to me. Like, I think what was special is that he didn't lie emotionally and socially. Like, with yeah. other people... The reason why he would lie about everything is that he was really depressed. Oh, the kitty cats are coming. The kitty cats are coming. These are little bundles of joy. Look at them. They're babies. So yeah, this, uh, I think, like, just to wrap up Itzel's point is don't 
dismiss someone's value and capacity to contribute to you. Yeah, you don't want to use an automatic. Like you want to. <laughs> you don't want to use an automatic judgment of someone because of something you've just learned or automatically decided is bad. You have to still look at the situation and see what is working and what isn't working because he was an amazing friend and I didn't need to know the truth about superficial things. It didn't matter if he lied about things that weren't important so long as I knew he was there for me and he was always there for me. So, But yes, yeah, so now with these kittens, I think we will use this as our beautiful little outro. We will uh, thank you very much and uh, express our absolute gratitude for you spending time with us every yes. week and uh, sending in your, your beautiful comments and uh, being there for mm. us during these few weeks and being patient with us with, uh, well, different sets and, and sometimes not the best audio and such. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week, same time, same place. And maybe you'll see the kittens too. So <laughs> if you want to see more of these kittens, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Ah, that's <laughs> <a good> one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all for now. Have a good one. <laughs>